You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for Tauntauns and Twinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey baby, what's going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. But, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, I can totally Superboy Prime punch this so it makes sense, <laughs> you know? I have a headset, it looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. Grimlock, I told you to take care of things while I was gone. <laughs> we do a podcast? What the fuck? You're listening to Fan Holes, a pop culture podcast for the fans by the fans. Catwoman, if you've done anything to the fan holes. Last week on a very special fan holes, we were all given dares for each other to watch a specific television show or a media franchise and to give our thoughts on it the results are real what you're going to hear is going to be unedited what horrors the fan holes put themselves into hey folks how you doing uh this is tony as my blurb pretty much gave it up last week we gave each other a dare we had to each watch a tv show or whatnot and something we don't normally watch or don't have a lot of experience with and give our own ideas of how much we enjoyed it or how much we thought it sucked giant donkey, donkey balls. So we're going to be doing that. It's the Fan Holes Dare episode, folks. Should be pretty interesting. A lot of interesting uh, shows that we picked for everybody. I know Derek and Brian may have contemplated suicide after watching theirs. I'm not sure if they liked them or not. During, during. During. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes in, Brian was like, where's that fucking gun? <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> it, that was the whole point, to give everybody a little bit of a new uh, viewing experience. Just to let everybody know we do have all the fan holes here this week. I am Tony Chainclaw. Everybody give a shout out. Let us know who's here. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. Oh, Mactivate! <laughs> uh, it's Mike Thunderwing, frontman for a Pizza Boomerang and the Severed Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite band. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Justin Grimlock, and I dare to be stupid. Um, yeah, the title self-explanatory, no need to give you a rundown. I'm just going to pick somebody at random, as I usually do. They're going to give their dare, and the person who they dared will start us off with the show they watched. So I am going to pick... We'll start off with a fun one. Justin, what'd you pick, and who did you pick? I, um... I dared, uh... <clears throat> 
Sorry, I'm eating candy. Hold on. He's <laughs> <laughs> a candy. Damn this taffy! <laughs> and Justin is a man who enjoys his taffy. <laughs> Still. <laughs> All right. Um, I picked uh, Derek to watch a episode of Doctor Who, and uh, I don't know. This one was, uh, you know, kind of a torturer thing because I know Derek's made comments before about, you know, not liking. Uh, British science fiction, you know, so it wasn't so much that I personally wanted to torture him, but uh, Doctor Who is something that I really enjoy, so I kind of wanted to, you know, kind of expose him to, like, what I think are the best episodes of Doctor Who and, you know, hear his thoughts, and then if he still really hates stuff like that, then that's fine with me. So, so little, my little well-intentioned tough I, love. I, I have some questions. Um, my, my first right. question is, please Please, God, tell me Mickey dies a horrible, terrible, <laughs> awful fucking death. No, he, he Damn doesn't. it! Because <laughs> I'm like, I see him, and I'm like, you know what's funny? Because I watched, I, I decided, like, I, I kind of did extra credit because I watched, like, the first episode of uh, the reboot series, and I watched the first episode of, like, the original series from, like, 1963 or whatever. Um, you know, just to get into the vibe and see what, you know, what the ground rules were and stuff like that. Um, um, not to interrupt you, but what yeah. did you think of the uh, original Doctor Who, like the black and white stuff? I kind of liked it. Like, it kind of reminded me of, um, like, Lost in Space in a way. Like, I, mm. I, I guess, I don't know what the time frame is. I don't, I don't know. I guess Doctor Who must have come right? first, right? But It was uh, 63 when it started. Right, right. Oh, really so, so Lost in Space came after then, right? So... But yeah. it's it sort of, you know, I don't know, the, just the way that the set was and everything. Like, I thought um, uh, his companion was pretty cute. Um, so I was like, hey, who's that? Like, she's cute, you know, and whatever. <laughs> and I was just kind of paying attention. It was kind of interesting. Like, it was kind of a little mystery. Like, what's wrong with Susan? Where is she going in the middle of the night? Like, what's all this about now? You know, and I'm kind of like, okay, so I was kind of, I was in, you know, I was kind of interested in the mystery and everything like that. So I was like, I was kind of following it along. And, um, you know, so I was just kind of curious, like, because I kind of like, you know, like I watched Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and hmm. stuff like that, Lost in Space. So that, that's kind of what it reminded me of. So I'm kind of interested to maybe watch, you know, some more of that era of the, the show, uh, you know, just because I thought it was pretty fascinating. Um, but um, let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they, they, I thought like the garbage can was going to kill Mickey. And then the fucking garbage can ate him and didn't fucking kill him because then he comes back and then he's like fucking elastic lad and he's a bad guy. And then he gets fucking blown away. And I'm like, okay, finally, this annoying fucking asshole is dead. Right, and then it's like, wait, that was just a bad guy. His head melts, and then he's back. And then what was funny was after I watched that, I'm kind of like, you know what? I hope this guy fucking dies somewhere. And then so the first <laughs> episode you gave me was um, was from season two, was the girl in the fireplace. So then who's the first asshole I fucking see when I turn on? See, you know, like I'm like, oh, this fucking guy's still alive. <laughs> oh man, you know, but whatever, that's okay. Um, I I I liked. I liked the episodes that, that you had me watch. I think you picked, 
you know, pretty good episodes and stuff like that. I, I can appreciate it. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. It was historical. I kind of, I, I, I'm not as familiar with that era of history. So like there were some things I wasn't as sure about and I couldn't really find answers to just by doing a quick Wikipedia or whatever. So I don't know one way or the other, you know, whether, you know, it was like historically accurate or not. Um, and then, uh, uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of what, uh, oh, I guess, because it's like, it's like, you know how it's dealing with, because basically it's kind of like a love story between uh, the tenant Doctor Who and, and uh, Madame de Pompadour and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I thought that was pretty cool. But, like, I, I sort of started feeling like my buddy did when I first started giving him DC Comics to read, you know? And, like, we have this joke, like, because it's from, like, an old Wizard comic where they have the cover of, like, I think it's, like, JLA number 11, you know? And that that's kind of, I put some of these jokes in my history of comics on film videos. But basically it's the Bill Paxton thing where, you know, uh, Martian Manhunter and uh, Electric Superman are trapped in a maze that's being over seen by luther and joker and you know it's like you know superman's like oh man you know we're trapped we can't get out of here and martian manhunter's like his caption that they fill in in the wizard blurb is like dude why don't we just fly out of here and he's like game (laughs) over man game over you know and like you know it's kind of like i i every anytime i see something like that like i kind of apply that mentality to it and so like i was just i i don't think i understand all the rules maybe or like if there's like a uh, uh, a doctor, uh, you know, Time Lord Prime Directive or something that I'm missing, because I was kind of like, it, it reminded me of, like, the end of Moulin Rouge, where it's, like, it's all super tragic and everything, because it's, like, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I'm spoiling it, but it's, like, you know, fucking five seasons old, so if people haven't seen it by now, I guess, you know, they're out of luck, but it's, like, so... <laughs> She, she fucking dies at the end of it, you know, obviously, because she's from the fucking past, and she's going to be fucking dead then, eventually, right? <laughs> so, like, to me, I was kind of like, okay, like, I get it, it's sweet, like, they have this relationship and everything, like, I'm, I'm kind of along with it. But then, like, he goes through the fucking fireplace, and I get, I get it's a temporal, you know, fuck-up, right? I get it, like, the fireplace wasn't supposed to do that, and whatever. Like, I understand, like, what was going on, but my thing was, was... Okay, so he goes back through the fireplace, and then it's, like, 40 years later, and it's, like, here's the letter. Like, she's dead. Boo-hoo. Like, she never got to see the fucking, you know, uh, uh, stars in space from the TARDIS or whatever. And I'm kind of like, dude, don't you have the fucking TARDIS? Like, doesn't that fucking go anywhere in space and time? Isn't that the whole fucking point? Like, I get that, like, they wanted to do, like, a tragic thing and stuff, but I didn't understand, like... I'm like, can't you just, like, that was my game over thing. I was like, can't you just get into the fucking TARDIS now and go, like, to, like, two minutes after you went through the fucking fireplace and then take her up on the ship and have a nice little fucking happy ending, pat her on the butt, and then send her on her way? Like, yeah, people don't understand time. It's not what you think it is. Then what is it? Complicated. Tell me. Very complicated. I don't know. Anyway, that was that. But I did like it. I enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's cool. Um, It's kind of, uh, you know, I guess I guess I'm kind of Americanized in the sense where, like, I like seeing the same actor sometimes. So it's like I went from whoever the guy was in season one to, like, David Tennant. And I was like, oh, okay, there's another guy now. I'm like, whoa, okay, But it's still it was still the same chick, like the Mm. companion chick. And I'm like, okay, she's still the same. And then uh, somewhere along the way, I'm assuming she bites the farm because the next episode you had me watch was 
Um, Blink. Blink. Okay, and this, okay, I fucked up. I did more extra credit because I'm a dumbass. So, like, I just <laughs> counted I counted all the numbers down on season three, and I was like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And so I, I just watched, like, the eighth thing that I saw, right? And I was like, oh, okay. And what I ended up watching was the... I, I don't know. It was it was the one that um, um, Paul Cornell wrote, and it was like a two parter. So like it was like basically the the aliens are running around going, "This mother of mine, this son of mine," you know, and they're all possessed and shit. And I was kind of like, "Okay, this is cool, I guess." And he's in the past, and he's with his um, companion who is uh, a black chick, and then he's in like 1913, like the year before the first world, oh, okay, and everything's yeah. all fucked up. So like I watched like the wrong episode, right? And then I got to the end of it, and it was like a to-be-continued, and I was like, oh, man, fuck you, Justin. Why'd you give me a to-be-continued trying to make me watch more shit? I watched the next episode and finish it off and everything, which, by the way, uh, was another one of those things where I was, like, exposed to the awesome might of Doctor Who, because at the end of it, he's like a total badass. It's kind of like he, yeah. he pulls a Superman thing where he's like, you know, oh, he wasn't running away from you because he was scared of you. It's because he didn't want to hurt you. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, so he dumps the one bitch into a black hole and does all this nasty shit and sets the other guy up as a scarecrow. So in the back of my head, I'm still thinking about, well, why didn't you just use the fucking TARDIS? You can go to a fucking black hole in the middle of space. You can go back to Madame de Pompadour and, like, go <laughs> let her see a fucking Big Dipper for five minutes. Like, I don't think that's going to break any rules. Fuck. Anyway, but, um, so I fucked up. I watched those two episodes, and then I finally figured it out. I'm all, oh, it's the next episode, because I see, like, the, the next episode preview, and it's like, don't even look, don't even blink. And all of a sudden it dawns on me, oh, yeah. The episode he wanted me to watch was called Blink. I fucked up. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I got to watch this now, too. So I sit down and watch that. And that was pretty badass because um, it was cool. Like, I liked the, the statues and the freaky-deaky stuff, you know. And mm -hmm. it, it was it was cool. Like, I, I enjoyed it and stuff. Um, and then I ended up watching um, another one with the Angels with, like, the... I, I think it's the latest Doctor. I don't know. But it was, like, a fifth-season episode. And instead of the... Instead of Rose and instead of the black chick, it was the, the like, Scottish-sounding chick with the red hair or whatever. Yeah. Like, so so I was watching that, and, like, that was kind of interesting, I guess. You know, because it still had those, like, freaky alien people or whatever with the angels and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was cool. I, like I said, I, I had some of those reactions, like, well, if you can dump uh, you know, fuck face into a black hole. Like, why can't you do like other stuff? Like, so I was kind of confused about some of those things and I wasn't sure if there was like answers to those questions. And then I was kind of wondering like how historically accurate some of the stuff is. Cause I don't know enough about the history. I just was kind of looking at stuff going, well, are there going to be like, you know, those things in Madame de Pompadour's, you know, court of people like i don't know they, they were doing a bunch of stuff and i kind of was confused at some of the stuff that was going on but other than that like i um you know i whatever i'm entertained i'll probably watch a few more episodes because uh because tony jackson mentioned it i i uh i think i'm gonna watch um peter cushing like i watched like <laughs> five minutes of it and i was like oh this is kind of cool i think i'll watch this like i know i know everybody's like uh you know 
it's not the real doctor. He's not an alien and all this other shit. But I'm like, oh, it's Peter Cushing. Like, it's got to be fucking cool. So I'm like, I'll, I'll, I think I'll at least, at the very least, if I never watch any Doctor Who ever again, I'll at least watch um, uh, Peter Cushing's movie and stuff. But I, I think I'll watch some more. I mean, you, you mm. pop my virgin cherry. I'm, I might as well. <laughs> Might as well watch some more of this stuff. But Success! You know, some of it, I don't know, though. I, it's like, I Mickey and Rose are kind of annoying as fuck, though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Sadly, like, Derek, Rose doesn't die. <laughs> she goes to another dimension. Uh, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything against Rose. Like, she was cute or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I just thought, like, they're kind of annoying as well. Uh, about the companions, like, over the years, like, they uh, they start to, like, get more annoying. But then they start to, like, wear less clothing and then some of some of the companions are actually pretty cool. Some of them are really super annoying. Like some of them just wander around and they're like, "Oh, doctor, what's this?" And they start screaming every, every drop of a hat or whatever. But yeah, I, I think I think the one that, I mean of the episodes that I ended up watching, I thought the the Scottish chick with the red hair was the one that got on my nerves the least. But I think because I felt for her, she was going to get like eaten by the fucking uh, you know stone a- angels or whatever the hell that was, you know. But yeah, I you know it's it's what like, it Rose's, is. Rose's thing was like I think always just like you know, hey doctor, this is very very traumatic, but I still want to fuck you, so I'll stay around. <laughs> uh, as far as for like you know rules about time travel and stuff, like even the show itself kind of plays fast and loose with with its own rules. Like sometimes they can't go into their own personal time stream and like meet their past selves, but then oh, sometimes okay. you have these anniversary stories where it's like. Well, the first five doctors have met themselves, and they've got a like, big, you know, like team up crossover thing. You're like, oh, oh okay, yeah. I was gonna ask about that. Like, do they make a big thing? Like, does the doctor have to get into like a big box and then come out and be another doctor? Or, like, what, what do they do? <laughs> uh, that's like that would take like a thirty minute explanation of how oh, some of that stuff okay. works. But basically, it would just be like, okay, this doctor is, you know out in his time stream and then like there's one in the future and sometimes they just kind of meet up by happenstance or you know some bad guy like scoops them out of time and puts them into a giant game of death or something yeah i mean i i I was i was happy i watched them i mean it was like i recognized when when i i messed up and watched those two episodes like i recognized paul cornell's name right away because he Mm. he just wrote like that action comics run with lex Luthor and stuff like that and i know he's done like other comic book stuff before so like i kind of recognized his name and was like oh maybe i should watch that that neil gaiman episode you guys were talking about and things like that but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I'm I'm glad I watched it. I'm sure I'm still going to have some of those things where I still find stuff either annoying or don't understand <laughs> why he can't just, you know, bitch smack a person, like, in the middle of this, you know, wh- you know whatever it is. I'm like, why don't you drop this motherfucker down a black hole like you did with the other guy? Like, you know, because I'm like, well, that was pretty cool. But, you know, it's like I, I, I kind of like it's like. That's the kind of stuff where, like, you know how, like, science fiction, like, a lot of times these days it's dressed up as, like, drama disguised as, you know, so it kind of reminded me of, like, Hellblazer or Hellraiser 4, you know, where you're like, oh, fucking hey, dude, Pinhead's on a motherfucking starship, you know, and you're all fucking <laughs> like, this is gonna kick, what? It goes back to the 14th century? Oh, fuck me, you know, and it, you know, basically the whole movie takes place there, and it would kind of, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, he gets to do that one cool thing. You know, where he, he drops somebody down a black hole and does all this cool stuff. But then, like, that's for, like, you know, 
a minute of the two-part episode where mostly it's set in 1913, which, you know, is not like the end of the world or anything. I'm not like, oh, my God, you know, but it was just kind of like, oh, okay, so this is, you know, kind of a similar kind of setup where I just kind of have to, I, I figure I just have to be accustomed to that. You know, it's not like he's going to go back and like, you know, ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex on <laughs> the roof of his head and do something like that. It's going to be, you know, he's going to go back and, you know, uh, check out like, you know, civil rights leaders or, you know, uh, you know, different European history that I probably have no education in, you know, where I'm like, oh, here's Napoleon, and he's picking his nose. Awesome. You know? They they did a lot of, like, fast and loose stuff like that with historical figures. Like, there's a really good episode with the 11th Doctor where they meet Vincent Van Gogh, and only Vincent Van Gogh can see this invisible monster. Like, that's a good episode. Okay. And sometimes they'll meet, like, Charles Dickens, and they'll fight ghosts at Christmas and, you know, meet H.G. Okay. Wells and crazy stuff like that. Or lock Hitler in a closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was going to, I think Justin can back me up on this. As far as the TARDIS goes, they, they've established in various episodes and stuff like that, that while the Doctor does pilot it and he can go where he wants most of the time, the TARDIS kind of also has a mind of its own. And sometimes we'll just do whatever the fuck it wants to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Much. So you could, yeah, you I, could conceivably rationalize it by, oh, the Doctor really wanted to go hang out with Madame de Pompadour and stuff, but the TARDIS was, like, all uppity and shit. And yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. sometimes the TARDIS is a character. It really is. <laughs> okay. I, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. It is especially prevalent in, like, a lot of the older ones. They don't really do it that much in the newer ones, but anyway. Uh, but since uh, Justin went with you, Derek, uh, I will let you reveal who you chose and what you chose. Um, my thing, or, or my my uh, victim, uh, was was Mike, um, and I just asked him. I, I think I gave him a choice, but I, he probably got off with the better show. But um, anyway, I uh, uh, ended up picking uh, Rescue Me, and uh, it was a season two episode, and it's called Twat. So uh, so yeah, and I, I just, as far as the podcast go, best title ever. Yeah. So, so what did you think of uh, Rescue Me, Mike? Oh, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Dennis Larry. Like, like you, I think you said in a previous podcast. Like, I I always liked his stand up too. And uh, what do you call? I, I pretty much like whatever he does, more or less. And uh, I I liked the show a lot. A, a lot of it uh, really kind of reminded me of like like that whole when they have that whole discussion like in the the firehouse like about the word twat and like when the, the like the whole premise is like. The girl who works at the firehouse, uh, one of the other guys called her a twat, so she like raised a formal complaint with like the uh, like uh, the board or whatever, and that they're all like, "Well, you can't do that, you know. We we all call each other, you know, like offensive names here in this firehouse." And she's right. like, "Well, you know, that's like the worst name you can call a woman." And they're like, "Well, I thought it was, you know, the c word." And then she's like, "No, they're like neck and neck." And so then they have <laughs> then they have like this discussion like around the table, like uh, like they they did pretty much like like take her to task where they're like, you know, you you kind of let that guy down you know because you know we we all we know the score around here and you know that we were gonna you know we were gonna like call each other names and you know it's just the thing, way we do things and the point is this we all use every ethnic and personal slur in the book against each other you name it we say it it's true cockbread shithead asswipe numb nuts ball face shit for brains dipshit pussy brick dick scumbag dick face uh ape ass ape face pencil dick tight ass needle dick 
Yeah, that's not even getting into any of the gay stuff. No, that's debatable. Yeah. But uh, it it, it kind of reminded me of like discussions I'll have at like on break at my own place and stuff about like swear words and I don't know it, it just it really kind of like uh, reminded me of my own life almost. Yeah, I just kind of like the sort of you know there's there's kind of upfront unapologetic you know kind of nature to the the situation. It's like they, they they you know they they examine both sides of it you know and of course the. The you know girl is still you know pissed off about it, and she doesn't exactly relent. But at the same time, it's kind of like the points proven. You know, it's like she calls the one guy. You know, uh, uh, it says he looks like a monkey. You know, and he's kind of like, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, since you got your new haircut, you look all fucked up like a monkey. You know, and not in a cute way. And he's kind of like, oh shit, like you know. So for like the rest of the episode, he's like looking at himself in the mirror and like this funny ass shit where like they end up going to the vet because they shoot a cat. <laughs> yeah. And like and like, like he's looking and this cage plops down next to him and it's a fucking monkey and he keeps staring at it like, do I fucking look like that? You know, like that kind of thing. And so by the end like... of it, you know, he goes back to his locker and opens up the locker, and there's, like, a truckload of fucking bananas in his locker, you know, and they're all fucking giving him crap, you know? Like, ah, fuck you, monkey, monkey boy, you know, or whatever it is, you know? But it's not like, you know, it's like, but basically they're all laughing and having a good time and throwing bananas at each other, you know? And then the guy who, you know, the the guy Lou, who called uh, the other, you know, chick a twat, you know, he just kind of turns to her and is like, hey, look, this is what it's about. We're just busting balls. It's not... You know, it's not supposed to be something that, you know, is, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know. Why so serious? Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I also liked, uh, like, Larry's character, like, his hallucinations, because he stopped drinking, and he was, like, kind of going through, like, some withdrawal. Yeah. And he kept seeing visions of, like, Jesus in his apartment, and Jesus is just, like, sitting there, and he's like, so, you're going to make me a sandwich or what, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, nice. like... Uh, what was it? Uh, I like. I also really liked uh, at the very beginning where he goes to AA, and uh, like there's like some girl like up on the stand, and she's like crying, and she's like, "I drank, and we, because no one would pay attention to me, and my life sucks, and blah blah blah." And then like Dennis Larry goes up on the stand, and he's like, "Hi, I drink because I liked it, and you know, I just, I just drank because I liked to get drunk, and you know, I I don't I didn't drink because of, of any of that bullshit." And, like, you you are all a bunch of whiners, and I'm only coming here because they told me I'd lose my job if I didn't. <laughs> and then, like, like, he walks off, and, like, some other guy is like, you know, didn't I recognize you from another, you know, meeting, like, some time ago? And he was like, no, that was someone else, right? And, and like, some other dude, he was like, yeah, your name is uh, so-and-so. And, like, some other dude walks up to him and goes, great speech, Bob. And it's like, his name's not Bob. And he's like, yeah, see, my name's Bob. And he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but yeah, I, I really liked that show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good show. I mean, it's heavy on. I mean, it's got some heavy, heavy uh, drama to it, but it's also really, really funny as fuck. You know, so like, you know, it's just kind of natural uh, life situations and stuff like that. That you I, know, I was gonna, I was expecting like because like, he he like broke his hand early on in that episode, so I was kind of expecting like when when he threw the cat out of the window, I thought he was gonna miss and throw the cat down into the street. Uh, okay. but, yeah. <laughs> or or even like the little girl, I was yeah, like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Um, I, I, I would like to ask you, Mike, since I, I have watched Doctor Who, I'm pretty familiar with it. With it, I know Derek is a big fan of Rescue Me, but as a new viewer yourself, <clears throat> what, what would be like? Because I haven't watched a lot of it. I don't even think I've really been able to see a full episode. What would be like a good? I don't know. I guess you would say uh, selling point for someone who is interested but doesn't hasn't committed to watching an episode. What, what would you tell somebody if you like wanted them to really watch it? It's what do you call it? it's a it's a nice fusion of drama like Derek said like drama and comedy pretty much so you know it's a what do you call this serious shit but like a lot of the time there's really like amusing shit going down too so also it's, most it's a, most times like it's one of those shows where um, you, you know how like comic books used to be written back in the day where you'd always have the splash page at the end and the idea is supposed to be holy shit. I really want to read the next issue to find out what happens. Like, what? Kang chopped off Bruce Banner's nads and he can't turn into the Hulk? Like, how is he going to get out of this one? You know, like, whatever it is. Just something. I remember that issue. You know, just something so, so kind of, you know, shocking or whatever. And it's like, oftentimes, I mean, you know, sometimes it has to deal with the context of the situation and everything. But usually there's always a punch in the gut at the very end that makes you really, really excited to watch the next one. So, like, I, I think they do a good job of, of wetting people's appetites, you know, where you just get to the last... It's like you, you kind of get punched, you know, and you get a bunch of left jabs of comedy and you get a big right fucking, you know, punch of, like, fucking drama and then, you know, you get punched in the gut at the very end where it's like, boom, you know, and you're just like, whoa, okay, let's you know, let's kind of watch the next one and see what the hell happens next. But yeah. So, so it's, it's rescue me, the show that'll beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. In yeah. a way where you want to come back and get in the ring again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Glad you enjoyed it. My, like I said, I, I myself have been interested in it. I just never committed. So now that we've gotten two people who say they like it, I, I probably should give it a shot. So, um, <laughs> we will, we will truck on along. Um, I know where this is going since we did the dares last week, but Mike, since we went to you, who is your person in your show you wanted them to watch? Why, my person was you, Mr. Jackson. <gasps> uh, <What>? Legasp! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> it just it just like cut to all of you with all speed lines in the back <laughs> like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> frantically turning the wheel yeah <laughs> no but uh speaking of anime uh, i chose uh gundam unicorn episode one for you tony and i guess i i i, I kind of joked that you got off easy because i was like i gave you something good to watch where you know where like everyone else kind of got like something they might not be apt to watch kind of so uh you know uh what you think of it oh i didn't watch it no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh well uh my job is done then <laughs> good night folks um <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, actually, you are correct. Uh, you are aware that I have no problems with Gundam. I've, I've watched a few of the older uh, shows on Cartoon Network, so it wasn't something that I was like, oh, shit, that'll be the guy I pick after this. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gundam Unicorn, I watched it. It's a, as Mike has stated before, it's it's like an hour-long uh, episodic uh, show. I think it's going to be like six episodes, and uh, they're at, what, three or four now? Uh, they just released four like a month ago. 
Okay, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. I all I had to do was watch the first episode. Um, I liked it. Um, I have gotten out of anime in recent years, but I've never had a problem watching good anime. And this was good anime, so I mean, I, I totally give it that. As far as Gundam goes, if you are even like, I would say for myself, like a passing fan, if you watched a little bit of the original Gundam, like that was on Cartoon Network, or if you're a hardcore fan, you'll really dig it. There's a lot of as as we say around as we say around the water cooler, uh, a lot of fan winks in this. <laughs> you get to see a lot of references and a lot of visuals, like from the original Gundam. They they bring back Haro. It's not the original one, but there's a Haro character, which is the little ball that has like rabbit ears when he flops around. Um, they also they they mention like Londo Bell, who's like you know a subgroup in the show. As well as the fact that like Zeon is resurfacing and all all this stuff, all this stuff. Universal Century is obviously a key part of it. It's a big speech in the beginning, where this guy's all like, you know, we're now a part of the Universal Century, and then the entire space station blows up. Um, <laughs> as, as is its want. <laughs> of course, yeah, as is necessary. Um, in, in the Gundam and, universe, if you have a problem with somebody, you blow up their space station, or you drop a space station on their head. That's a, their solution. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yep. <laughs> like, we don't like you. We're gonna drop a space station on your head. Oh. <laughs> in the Gundam universe, they may be a little bit over the top, but they're efficient. Um, <laughs> I don't like the way you think. Goodbye. Um, uh, as I was telling the guys earlier, uh, the uh, animation is great. Um, Mike himself put it best. It's movie quality. I mean, for them to put this much work into it, they released them sporadically. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, not like, you know, next week on Gundam Unicorn, they, they do put a lot of effort into it. You can definitely tell a uh, very smooth, fluid animation. I love a lot of the character designs. Um, I think one of the, one of the nicest things was, is they built up a lot of tension. There's a, uh, uh, I watched it this week, but some of the characters I am not remembering some of their names. Like the chick in the, uh, pretty much the green Zeon suit, more or less. Uh, Marita Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's basically your badass for the show. She has a green-looking Zeon suit, and they're not officially Zeon at that point, but you know, according to the the plot line, they have Zeon tendencies. And, yeah, yeah, they're they're like remnants of Zeon, pretty much like uh, Neo or Neo Zeon, or you yeah. know, it's like Diet Coke Zeon or whatever. <laughs> Half the calories of your regular Zeon. Not um, even di- it's like Diet Coke Zeon Zero, pretty much. Zeon Max. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's funny because like as soon as you see like her Mac, you know, her mobile suit, not Mac, and this is this is Gundam. Once you see her mobile suit, you're like, yeah, they're not the good guys. Um, it's, it's very much like a Zaku from the uh, earlier uh, show. You, know, you know what they say, if you've got a mono eye, you're a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, actually, only I say that. But <laughs> People look at him weird at the, at the bar. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, let's see if I can say this right. I heard it a hundred times in the show, but it, it's just kind of a tricky saying. Uh, the the main character is uh Boniger or Bonner, Bonner, uh, Benager, Benager, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Phenomena. Benager. Benager is uh he's very much in kind of the uh Amaro uh 
kind of character. He's a little shy, but he, you know, wants to be a hero. He he totally like falls for this chick named Audrey, who I won't give too much away so you guys can enjoy it. But like, you know, he wants to be a protector and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, devoted to, you know, not having a war because that's where she's coming from. She's like, I'm trying to stop a war. And he's like, I will help you stop this war. Maybe to get in your pants, but mainly to stop the war. That's 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 what I'm really going. Um, but yeah, he he does have that uh, Amaro kind of thing where he has hints of badassery. Like I said, like the main chick who's like you know the nemesis. She uh, comes up to them and tries to like get Audrey uh, Audrey to go back with them, and you know what do you know? He pretty much defends himself pretty well. And if you know about Gundam, it's about the whole new type thing where these certain people have abilities far beyond the abilities of mortal men and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I could go on and on about it. It's, it's, it's pretty deep. Like like uh, Mike said, I will give one spoiler because I think it is kind of necessary if you're like expecting hot, awesome Gundam action on your stomach. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I got to log out. Is this how adults are supposed to behave? Does being older make this right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, if you're spending like you know cool, awesome Gundam fights, Gundam Unicorn doesn't really show up till the end. There's a little teaser like about ten or fifteen minutes in, but yeah, you don't really see the main uh, mobile suit till the very end. But uh, you know, there's a lot of character development, which is good. I mean, you need to know who these people are, so I wasn't mad about that at all. Um, but yeah, uh, to wrap it up, uh, you know, in a nutshell, lots of, uh, homages, you know, you see a lot of references, a lot of, you know, imagery that reminds you of the old Gundam show and it's a good story. I, I can honestly say, I want to see episode two now. So there you go. I mean, anything you want to ask me, Mike, or, uh, nope, that's pretty much it. He's like, I knew it'd be awesome. <laughs> But the the main the main bad guy like uh, well Marita isn't one of them but the main bad guy will show up in the next episode and his name is Full Frontal. Yeah, they mentioned that in the like the, the, the show. <laughs> giggle, like giggle. <laughs> you thought Shaw Asnabo was a little fam. Um, <laughs> the flaming comet or whatever the red comet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's that's cool. I will have to watch the second episode. I think I can take an hour out of my my oh so busy week. But yeah, I I, I would recommend it. Um, moving right along, I shall. Pi- oh wait, it's me. Da, da, da. Um, God, I kind of I kind of <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this because <laughs> I know uh, person I picked Brian probably didn't like what I picked for him. It was not meant to be evil or malicious but i thought we were good naturedly picking on everybody like how justin picked uh doctor who for Derek. i am a big fan of wrestling it's not like i picked something i hated for him but i do like wrestling so that's what i picked for brian um he does have a kid so he had to kind of pick and choose what he could see at the time when he had the most free time uh he chose uh wwe smackdown which is totally fine it's a wrestling show and good God, I'm just going to go and get my seatbelt on because I know this probably won't be pleasant. So what do you think, sir? Well, um, I didn't know what to expect going into it, to tell you the truth. But before you had uh, recommended the show to me and I had to sit through it for two hours, 
Yeah, that's two hours. Um, I actually thought you and I were becoming friends, Tony, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess that's all changed now. Um, actually, off the off the top of the bat, I do have a question since you brought up specifically that I watched SmackDown. Is there like a huge difference between SmackDown and Raw? Um, depending on what you enjoy, like a lot of people who enjoy wrestling, they consider Raw like the main show. There's a lot more quote-unquote stars on there a lot of people think a lot of the guys on smackdowns are kind of scrubs and or not the highest caliber or they're trying to make a big name for themselves in the wrestling company um however depending on what week it is smackdown does put on a better show but usually it's considered like raws like the a show smackdowns the b show kind of like uh stargate you know sg1 and Stargate Universe. So, yeah, Stargate SG-1 is Raw. Stargate Universe is SmackDown in a way. <laughs> All right. Um, well, for as much grief of, as I've given you for having to watch, you know, this show for two hours, um, it actually <laughs> wasn't hours that long. bad. <laughs> it wasn't actually that bad or as bad as I made it out to be. Um, you know, growing up in the 80s, I actually was a, a fan of, like, WWF wrestling. And uh, even as a kid when I was in school – actually thought about going out for wrestling until I found out, you know, wrestling at school wasn't like the real wrestling on TV. That's not real wrestling. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's still real to me. <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it. Um, uh, yeah, actually it, it wasn't too bad. Uh, even, you know, before I watched this, you know, giant block of wrestling that you forced me to, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I occasionally watch it with my stepdad when I'm over at his house. I'll, I'll catch like 10 or 15 minutes of it at a time. And I, I like it all right. Um, watching it for, you know, the entire show, though, um, you really do get a sense of how gay it is. And, and I don't mean like gay as in, you know, muscly oiled guys touching one another and rolling around. I mean, like, it's like a soap opera, opera basically, with like giant men. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, it's just weird to think that people like are like so stoked to see you know oh this week i can't i can't wait to see what's going on you know i gotta see the continuation of whatever story but um there there were definitely some highlights to what i watched um i got to watch a match between um let me see here is Heath slater who's a full-size man versus a midget and it was a (laughs) over-the-top rope match which uh (laughs) Basically uh, means whoever throws the other wrestler out of the ring over the top rope is the winner. And uh, you think a midget would be at a, at a severe disadvantage in a match of this type, but amazingly, he won. Sadly, I watched the same episode you did, so yes, I can verify a midget beat a grown man in over top rope. Was it, actually, it was actually Puck from Alpha Flight, wasn't it? um and there were like you said like uh smackdown might be considered considered the scrub show there were you know like half the time i didn't know who was wrestling um like but there were a few people i knew like booker t i know who he is but he lost and uh big show was there actually they had a like world heavyweight championship which I was going to ask you about that, too. Like, how often does that come up? Because it kind of seemed like I was just watching on some random Friday night, and I think, like, a World Heavyweight Championship would be, like, a pay-per-view event. 
So is that like um, weird for that to be on like the normal show? In in like when you were talking about like the eighties, which I was watching it too back then. Like, yeah, that was a rare thing. Like, you know, the titles were not thrown around a lot in a lot of the recent years to, I guess, keep viewers because a lot of people have ADD, I guess. They tend to, you can ask Justin, they tend to have a lot more, you know, quote unquote main event matches like that. Yeah, they, the, uh, the belts and titles get kind of exchanged fairly frequently sometimes. Yeah, they, they, they kind of, uh, what a lot of the people who watch it regularly call it, we call it hot shotting. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, uh, oh, well, everybody likes this guy. He's the champion, and this guy's going after him. So, you know, fuck it. We'll, we'll have a title match. But on the on the plus side, even though, like, I mean, for the record, though, folks, as we've explained on the wrestling show uh, a couple months back, me and Justin are aware that wrestling is scripted, that they pick their winners and their losers. It's not like, you know, they don't go out there and like, big show. He doesn't know if he's going to win or not. You know I mean, we we. We realize it's it's a it's a pre-written show. The outcome. I know, right? <laughs> you can't well, tell me that midget didn't earn that match. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me that wasn't real. Um, but yeah, but so, yeah. They, so what type of stuff do they say for the pay-per-view anymore? Is it just like, like the biggest headliners go up against one another during those time periods, or what? Well, what I was gonna say is like uh, uh the, the sometimes. They'll tease like a title match, but a lot of the fans who watch it regularly, like myself, we, we, we know that the title probably won't change hands. And usually if they do have a title change, it will be on a pay-per-view usually. So that that's one thing to watch for. It may or may not change. You never know. Um, but yeah, they usually do that. And also they're, they're big, they're big on stipulations and stuff. Like you might see, like, like you said, like big show versus I think it was Daniel Bryan that week. And They'll have like I, I think it was no disqualification. I don't know. It might not have been. It's been a week or two. But like at the at the pay per view, it'll be like you know, fuck you know. If Big Show runs over Daniel Bryan with a car, he wins. You know they'll they'll like try to go for like the maximum. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like we've shown you this three times, but now you know <laughs> we're gonna throw another midget in there or some shit. They 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 try to kind of you know try to hype it i myself am a wrestling fan and you know i do enjoy the product i i mainly get it because i get into it because me and my dad used to watch it a long time ago when he was alive and yeah it's very much a nostalgia (laughs) thing i i I did enjoy it as a kid and i still watch it because of that you know it's kind of like a a link to my past you know my my dad's no longer with me so it's kind of like you know a little bit of 50 50 i do enjoy it i really do on its own but a lot of it is because it was something me and my dad shared but uh, you know the thing is, is uh, <laughs> it's it's not as good as it was. There there used to be a lot more like real drama. Like you know, it wasn't so soap opera-y. As I was saying, the only reason a man would wear a paper bag is because what once was a blooming flower. Is now a wilted shrub. It was more like, you know, UFC. It was just like one guy saying, I want to kick your ass. And another guy like Ultimate Warrior, like, you know, I want to get in the spaceship and tear off the plane door when you're trying to fly in and I'll kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed there weren't quite as many like, I don't know what you'd say, like maybe colorful characters. Like, you know, growing up, there's some really iconic guys. And now there's a lot of just like people just using their name, like Heath Slater. Um, Randy yeah. Orton, 
uh, Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase. Um, actually, like speaking about those two guys, I did want to say that one improvement I noticed was that Cody Rhodes compared to Dusty Rhodes and Ted DiBiase compared to the Million Dollar Man. You know, at least these these kids of these wrestlers are in shape now. I yeah. mean, <laughs> when when you would watch, like Million Dollar Man wasn't so bad, but holy cow, watching like Dusty Rhodes wrestle is like watching your dad and your uncle wrestle like on Thanksgiving Day with no shirts or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, Dusty Rhodes looked pretty sloppy. <laughs> I, I, I am myself not a thin man, but Dusty Rhodes was... And I mean this with all all genuine respect because I actually like Dusty Rhodes. He was a fun guy, but yeah, he he was pretty much a fat sack of crap. He wasn't yeah. in shape at all. No, I'm I'm a little bit portly too, but I'm not on TV shirtless wrestling other dudes. So you yeah. know, I, mean, I know yeah. the limits of my own body, but um, <laughs> at least the guys now they're fit. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're, a lot of the younger guys are are in really good shape, and I mean. I can totally understand not getting into it. It is it is definitely definitely you like it or you don't. There, there's really no middle ground. If you, if you want to watch it every week, you will watch it every week. If you don't give a shit, you're not going to give a shit. You know, it's just you know one of those things. And like like I said, I really wasn't trying to torture you, but I, I had to. I was trying to think outside the box about something you would probably not watch too often because I know you have a lot of varied interests. But it's good to know that like you weren't completely tormented. I'm glad the midget entertained you. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm. I'm doing a lot of joking around here, trying to give you a hard time and making it funny, but it really wasn't nearly as bad as I made made it out to be. Whatever, watch it again for the whole show? No, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I, I really didn't mind it. You're honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I'm glad you got a little at least for the two hour block. I, um... <laughs> so That's basically, kind of... what Brian is saying is needs more midgets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I have watched Hulk Hogan's Midget Wrestling, and I've watched that like two or three times. You know, I can get into that stuff. I've not seen that at all. It's awesome, dude. Like, um, <laughs> um, like, ah, oh, shoot, I wish I remembered their names because they have like really awesome names. But whatever. There's these two midgets that like hated each other's guts. So, um, it's like like a road warrior kind of guy. Um, no, a it's goth guy or something. It's like that. a dude that almost looks like Anthony Kiedis, but like two feet. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, he's he's like the dickhead, and then there's this clean cut dude. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they, like hated each other. So the the Anthony Kiedis set him up like it, to to like stage a bar fight, and it, like the guy wasn't supposed to know like that it was set up or anything. And then they they're just kind of go out drinking, and then this bar fight was gonna start, and these two midgets were gonna fight, you know. Um, so they start fighting in this bar room, and like the guy like um, pile drives the other midget like into the concrete floor, and like he's like he's like out, he can't move his legs and shit, and they had to call the paramedics and stuff. <laughs> oh, his name's Samson. That's the guy that got dropped <laughs> on the floor, but um. I don't know. Stuff like that's happening like every episode. It's it's. I think it's a lot more entertaining than you know big people wrestling. <laughs> I just feel horrible because I keep thinking like midgets going to a bar and they're like you know each have one beer and like I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm done. Oh man. So so <laughs> Brian's like wrestling. Pshaw. Midgets killing each other. Hell yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Uh, actually, that does sound entertaining, though. I probably should check it out. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I I'm glad you did find some some good spots. But there there as far as I know, they should have it on every show. There was there was some hot women wrestling at some point too, right? Um, actually, I managed to miss the divas. I don't know how I did that. Oh, huh. They they they're they're cute, but usually, and this is not a misogynist thing. It's just because. There's like two or three girls who are really good wrestlers, but the rest of them are kind of like super model-y and not that good. So you didn't really miss much as far as the wrestling. As yeah. far as hot chicks, you missed that. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm glad you did, you know, like I said, find a few small nuggets of uh, enjoyment out of it. So that's, that's cool. How's Randy so... Orton doing as well? Because um, <laughs> in the show I watched, she was laying at the bottom of a staircase, like not moving. So <laughs> what's the update on his sitch? Um, actually, actually, to be completely honest, while that was staged, obviously, as you're very well aware, um, he actually did hurt himself. He actually, uh, herniated, uh, two discs in his back. That's why they, uh, filmed they that little that. segment. Huh? That's why they staged it was. So he yeah. Had to... Yeah. Cause he yep. actually got hurt. So yeah, they had to give him a reason to leave. So, uh, yeah, he's, he might be out for a couple of weeks. But they're hoping he'll be back for WrestleMania, which is their, you know, obviously, you know, that that's their biggest show of the year. And that, that's like usually in April. So they're hoping he'll be back by that. But, yeah, he actually was in a match. He actually did hurt himself pretty good. So he should be back. He's he's actually one of the bigger stars on SmackDown. He's one of the, the main players. So, yeah, he was one familiar that I was familiar with. Um, Booker T is another guy, of course, I know, but he, he kind of seems like he's been around for a while. So. Yeah, actually, he came back uh, just recently just to feud with Cody Rhodes to help him get a little bit more uh, over as a bad guy, get a little bit more well Yeah, that was actually the match the week I watched was Booker T versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I know way too much about this stuff. I even got Justin back into it. I don't know if he's watching. Have you watched it lately, Justin, or not really? No, I kind of get out of watching it from week to week for a little bit. But, uh, I mean, I'm still interested in it. I've just been kind of lazy about it, I guess. Yeah. If if I had a TARDIS... I would ditch my companion, <laughs> pick up a diva, and go fight some midgets. Dump them into like black holes. That's I totally did. watched that, Derek. You piqued my interest. Derek has totally just written the entire script for like the thirteenth uh, Doctor's last run. All <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, and also, even though I'm a fan of wrestling, I do appreciate your jokes. That I, I. I do see the bad in the wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't have rose colored glasses. So all your comments definitely are. Yeah, I, I totally understand the humor. <laughs> it, it can't yeah. be bad. So, it's yeah. kind of one of those things that borders on, you know, so bad or so cheesy that it's good. And, you know, it's really yeah. fun to make fun of sitting around with your, you know, father or friends or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. So the, <clears throat> the, the hilarity of the absurd, as they say. Um, but uh, on the bright side, you at least got to pick somebody as well to watch a show. I think you're actually more benevolent than I. So who'd you pick and what did you pick, sir? Um, I picked a show for Mr. Justin over here. And um, knowing that Justin is both, you know, a funny guy and an intelligent guy, I tried to pick a show, which I think is both funny and intelligent. And I picked um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, the episode I picked was The N-Word, which is probably the, the funniest episode I've seen to date. So, I thought if I had to pick, you know, cherry pick one for him to watch, that might as well be the one to pick. So, uh, Justin, I'll let you take it away. What did you think? Um, I really liked it. Um, just going back to uh, Larry David, like I've always liked Larry David. You know, he he wrote on Seinfeld for several seasons, and a lot of his, a lot of the episodes that he wrote are some of my favorites. 
And when they started releasing the Seinfeld DVD sets, like I went in bonkers and bought all those, and I, I watched all the special features. And any any time they had Larry David talking, he seemed like a really you know intelligent and funny guy, and he had a lot of like really good stories and stuff. So I always liked him, and I'd always wanted to get around to watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I just never you know made any time for it. So. When you suggested, I was like, "Oh, cool! I can finally, you know, make time and sit down and try it out and see if I like it." And I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was great. Um, it, it it's one of those jokes that um, you know what's going to happen. You know, you know that anytime he's going to say the N word, that you know a <laughs> black guy is going to walk by it. You expect it, but it's still hilarious. You know, anytime that it happens. What did you say? What did you just say? Oh, no, what no. did you just fix your mouth to say? No, no. You just used the most vile word I, in the English language. How dare you? No, I was... How dare you be in front of me? You are despicable. I can't stand people like you. I, you I bald son of a bitch. I have to face this kind of wretched foolishness. This is ridiculous. Bald? I thought it was actually... Um, one of the things I wondered about was because this is a six-season episode, I think. I was like, mm, I wonder if I'm going to be able to follow everything. But I was like, um, there's like a uh, a family that survived uh, Katrina that comes to stay with him. But where he goes on a date with this doctor, like he pretty much explains like all the backstory you need. Like the only thing I was left wondering about was like at the very end, he like goes into he gets real sad or something. They have like a flashback or some clips of like him and this woman so i was like uh, i guess it's like his old girlfriend or something but uh but i really liked it so i'll probably go back and watch the rest of the episodes i i saw that like every season is like 10 episodes long so that well you know that's not a big investment of time for me yeah um i've i've kind of i only watch it on tv when i catch it so i haven't like seen them in order or anything but um mm. i have noticed that most episodes are pretty self-contained so I'd hope, I was hoping that'd make it pretty easy for you, you know, just to watch one and enjoy it for itself. Um, and also, I think the flashbacks probably of his wife, but I haven't oh. seen that. Like I've seen episodes where they've been separated, but I don't know. I haven't seen an episode over like why they got separated or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I can't really provide much of a backstory on that part. Yeah, that's kind of what I I actually tried to watch if I hadn't already like watch everybody's stuff. But yeah, that's kind of what I was guessing too is that it was like his ex-wife or something like that. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Not because I it's like Rescue Me. It's not because I think it's a bad show or anything against it. I just I just never get a chance to watch it. I also don't have HBO, so that's probably another reason. Um, I can't reruns. I think it's on like TBS or something. Um, oh really? And like I always see uh. Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia on like the same station, but um, to me it almost seems like it. I mean, obviously because Larry David had such an influence on Seinfeld, this is why. But it seems like Seinfeld, but with like you know unrestricted jokes, you know, like they can pretty much make jokes of whatever they want because it's you know on a, originally on HBO. So it's yeah. Like a no- what what I was gonna say is it, it seems a lot like Seinfeld only worth on HBO. They can get away they can get away with like saying the N word and dropping F bombs like every few minutes if they want to. Right. Yeah, for me it was kind of interesting because I I just kind of rec- recognized like all the parts of town they were in and stuff like that. And then the the other thing I thought that was kind of clever. I guess the the humor stuff that I liked the most in the episode wasn't the main crux of the episode, but I liked all the little doctor stuff. 
You know, mm-hmm. like how when he goes over to her house, it's kind of like a reception room. And when he ends up in the bedroom, <laughs> there's like a wait there. And like you're just <laughs> yeah. kind of like, what the hell? And like my favorite part, because this is like totally true of my doctor, is like, you know, when, when she writes him the letter, he can't fucking read it. And the only person that could read it is a pharmacist. Because like whenever I see my, it's funny, like my doctor now, he writes prescriptions and then he's got a family member there that works, you know, it's like his nephew or something. And he actually like translates for everybody else. Cause it's gotten so bad. Like nobody could read the prescription, but, <laughs> but like the family member. So like that part kind of cracked me up. Cause it yeah. felt like it was true to, uh, you know, true to life. Well, I, as far as I know, and like I said, I haven't, I think I've seen one episode and, and that's pretty horrible. Cause I know it's a good show. But it's kind of like Seinfeld because it is Larry David and he's like a comedy writer. It's like kind of real life as far as the setting, right? Yeah. And they actually, there's a, I don't know if it's like a season finale or, you know, two or three part or whatever. But um, I've seen episodes where they're actually putting together a Seinfeld reunion. So they mm. they got like, you know, George Costanza and Jerry Seinfeld back there. <laughs> and then they actually revisit like the Seinfeld set in preparation of, you know, filming the reunion. So it is very much almost as if like you're looking in on Larry David's life. So that's cool. Yeah. I know he's a hilarious guy. I don't know how involved he was with Seinfeld. I know he wrote a lot of seasons. I don't know if he was there until the end. Was he or not? No, he left like after the fifth or sixth season, I believe. Yeah. I remember he was there for a while, but I, 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 I thought I remember hearing he, he left after like, you know, like mid, mid of the run. But yeah, he's a hilarious guy. I mean, I, yeah, he, he's, he was in stand-up for a while, like before Seinfeld, and uh, on one of those DVDs, like somebody's talking about his time as a stand-up comedian, and the, they were telling the story that like Larry David's at some kind of club, and he's he's getting ready to go up and, to, and perform, but like he was in a bad mood the whole day or something, and uh, he just gets the microphone, he he just takes it, and he's like, you know what, f this, I don't need this, and he just throws the microphone down and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember if you said you've seen a couple episodes, Justin, or is this was this a new viewing experience for you? No, like Naga said, I, I had always wanted to watch Kirby Enthusiasm, but this was a new experience for me. And you know, like I said, uh, I'll probably go back and watch you know all the other episodes uh, eventually. Like like I said, it seems like every season's only ten episodes long, so I can probably you know watch that over a week or two. Yeah, that's, that's the joy of cable. Uh, their original shows are usually pretty short seasons, so you can catch up pretty quick. So that's always good. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just like Rescue Me for me. I, I want to watch it. I, I hear good things about it. It sounds great. Nothing against the show. I don't sit there and like see like you know any footage and go, oh that sucks. I just yeah, there's so much shit around today that you you can't commit to some good shows. I really should take the time though and uh, either get them on DVD or some such. So. Agreed again. Again, Brian, you, you took a much easier on uh, Justin <laughs> on you. So. <clears throat> um, and I guess that does lead to our triumphant finale because Justin is going to reveal... Duh, I don't know who it could be because <laughs> only had one person left. Uh, his person that he picked as well as his show. So fire away, Justin. Can he do Derek? <laughs> he did it already. Doctor Who? The, the, circle, the, the circle is match. now complete. We went in the TARDIS, we uh, went back to uh, and now we started the podcast. Oh, it's like the snake's eating its own tail. Uh, I'm sorry, I was doing something else. Um, <laughs> I was doing another show. <laughs> I was doing next week's show. 
I was making a pot pie, damn it. <laughs> uh, it's a hard show to do sometimes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Excuse me. Who was the burn victim? <laughs> <laughs> My brain, apparently. Um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll do a better segue then. All right. Well, you were, you, were, you were you were just looking into the future, Tony, or some kind of new type or something. I yes, exactly. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to set out my bits to destroy somebody. Menage, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the comics that we're going to do in, like the next show. Pick a comic. Oh man, Yeesh. I swear. Sometimes I just I need to get over my Alzheimer's. That's all I really need to do. Um, and I'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> Okay, let me let me give him a better intro than that. All right, thank you, Justin, for uh, your insights on that. That just leaves one person. Obviously, since we have not heard his, we'll go ahead and go with his, and fire away with yours, Mister Mike. Didn't I already do mine? I think everyone's yeah, done. Everyone's Tony. done. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> really? Have we done? Totally staying in the show too. We're not cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> Devil fail. That was a really quick show. Sorry, that like, we had more. We can move on. You know what the, the next transition is? It's it's the awesome thing. Oh fuck week. you guys! Mike, pick something right now. The TARDIS goes where <laughs> what? Dude, the TARDIS is temperamental tonight. I I, I guess I have to be Tony said. You mustn't let mistakes weigh you down. Acknowledge them and take what you've learned to move on. That is the privilege of being a man. Uh, okay, we're going to go into not what we were talking about this past episode, but something awesome this week. What this is, is what we do every week on the show. We pick out something we've gotten into, watched, bought, whatever. Just something that's awesome in our world. We usually just see uh, who's got something cool. I'm going to start off with, I don't know, why not? Oh, since I made him watch something horrible, I'll start off with Brian so he can talk about something cool. Okay, um, I actually have a good one this week. Um, this week in the mail, it's something I've been waiting on for like six months, but I actually got my like Japanese exclusive stepper. Um, I'd ordered nice. that off Big Bad Toy Store. For those that don't know, it's basically um, the Generations Jazz Mold, just repainted to look like you know the uh, G1 stepper. So he's black. He has the uh, you know flames all over, and uh, he's a target master this time around. So. Um, most people who have the jazz mold already know it's an awesome toy, and this is just basically a, a repaint, an awesome repaint of an awesome toy. So there's no way I could lose. Cool. Um, uh, a nice little added bit of information. This I actually do know for once. <clears throat> Unlike the original Stepper toy, you don't need some crappy connector. He actually can hold his damn Target Master. What's he just have a repaint of Nightstick or? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually or... thought the. Maybe I don't know. I only have the reissue stepper, but I thought his he had like a mold molded little hole in his uh spoiler. Well, I'm talking about in robot mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He need like a connector on his back or something to have his target master or something like that. Oh yeah, because his hands are gimpy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I I would love to get it. Uh, you didn't go to BBTS, did you? Yeah, that's where I got it from. I've heard some people say it was too high from there. Did you think so, or did you think it was fair? Price-wise? Yeah. It was 120 bucks, but I don't know. It was just something I knew that I wanted, you know, as soon as I saw it, basically. Like, I'd, I'd been contemplating um, doing, like, a custom myself, but 
I didn't have enough cans of tomato soup to really do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd actually bought an extra jazz in, uh, what is Thought it, Repro, it, Repo Labels. They made a, um, like, a G2 set to go along with that one. Oh. So, um, all I had to do is, you, you got to, like, scrape off all the paint and, like, use rubbing alcohol. So, I have normal jazz. I made a G2 jazz. So, this just kind of finished off the set with Stepper, so... I just knew it was something I was going to get sooner or later anyways. Cool. Um, just to keep the joke going, since you're uh, done with your awesome thing this week, Brian, why don't you reveal to us who you picked to watch your show for this week? <laughs> Jeez. You put it twice. Twice. I know. It's like we told you once everyone had went, and then you, you ask again. But, oh, well. <laughs> All right. I'll just, I'll just have a fucking, like, stroke one episode, and everybody will be like, oh, he's making sense now. Jeez. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is a cool thing, though. I've seen images online. I would love to have one of my very own. But, yeah, have you, have check- you heard of, like, way cheaper prices? Like, I didn't check around too much, but I, I figured that was probably about the going rate for him. I haven't seen, like, way cheaper, but I, I thought somebody on uh, – Another board. I don't know if I. Well, I mean, we're not bot talk. We don't give a shit. Well, somebody on Allspark said that there was somebody bringing it for like a hundred, which I mean, it's not way cheaper, but yeah. I I was just gonna say I I was just figuring that like within two years or so Hasbro's just gonna release it over here like named Ricochet or whatever. So <laughs> I was like, I'll just wait for that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably an eventuality that'll come to pass. But um, I don't know. At the at the time when I actually ordered it too. It was right after, like, I'd sold a bunch of, like, really crappy, like, Junker G1 stuff to Big Bad. So I had, like, a two or $300 credit, so it wasn't coming straight out of my pocketbook. So maybe that's why it was so easy just to step up to the plate and take the take the hit on it. That's yeah, cool. in, in reality, not so much, but in a way, it was kind of a free toy in a way. Because you gave him stuff you didn't want, and you got something you wanted. So. Yep. Yeah, so nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, he does look cool. So, I mean, I, I cannot fault your purchase at all. Um, we're going to go with, I'm just going to go, uh, counterclockwise now on my little Skype screen. What about you, Justin? Uh, what's your awesome thing this week? Well, I have two awesome things. Um, the first one is, uh, TV related, actually, I guess if we want to continue our theme of TV shows tonight, um, I've been watching the Twilight Zone, the definitive edition of season two. Um, I got that a, a while back, and I know I've not been actually watching these in order. You know, I've, Twilight Zone's been my awesome thing for you know various shows, um, but I've just been picking them up at you know whenever they're cheap. But uh, I think I'm on the third disc, and I've already seen like uh, one episode that I've never saw before. So uh, anytime I see one I've never saw before, I'm always you know like really interested in. Again, like all the special features are really great. It has a lot of uh, commentaries, and you know, the uh, the picture looks really good on DVD too. Like it's it's really cleaned up and stuff. Like I've only watched one of the commentaries so far, but I'll probably eventually get around to watching the rest of them. But it's uh, you know, if you like the Twilight Zone, I'd highly suggest picking up all of the definitive edition box sets. I'll back you up on that because I agree they're good sets to have. Hmm. Uh, I also got uh, season five at the same time, but I've not had time to sit down and watch it yet. Um, another cool thing is I watched The War Horse earlier this week, and uh, I thought it was really great. Um, 
I know from the previews it looks like it's just you know the story about a horse during World War One, and that is basically what the story is. It just kind of follows this horse from its birth and all these like various adventures and things that happens to it. Um, but I thought it was a really great film. Like it reminded me of a lot of like earlier Spielberg films because this is a Spielberg film. It reminded me of like some of his more like you know I don't know like personal like childlike films like E.T. I guess um, but it was a really great film like if, if you like Spielberg like I would highly recommend checking out The War Horse um, uh, two questions just because I'm kind of curious uh, Spielberg obviously I mean he was with Jackson on it but do uh, you think Tintin holds up with War Horse or was one of them superior uh, I don't know that's kind of hard like <laughs> No, that's like apples and oranges to me because one's like a live-action adaption of a book, and the other one's like a CGI adaption of like a foreign comic book. It's kind of hard to compare, but I mean both are really good films. It's just they're both good for various reasons, you know. Yeah, if you like one, you might not like the other, not because it's bad, but just because it's not the same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, second question, you said E.T. Is it is it kind of a family film? I have not a lot of knowledge of War Wars. So. Um. Yeah, I guess you could say it's a family film. I mean, there are some bad things that happen in it. You know, there are some kind of not violent, but some kind of like overly, you know, visual death scenes in it. You know, the, some things happen to the horse, and the horse has a, like a little horsey friend. So the horse is attacked with walkie-talkies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are there adult situations, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> no, and there is no drug use. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Are there are there midgets though? <laughs> no, I don't think. No, I don't remember any midgets. I'm not interested. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, no, I, I actually uh, pretty much value your opinions on movies. You seem to pick some good movies, so yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. Cool, Spielberg. Yeah, when he's on his game, when he's not crystal sculling it, he's you know he's a good director. So uh, yeah, he's totally doing something awesome. Right now, Justin's going to go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that that is kind of a valid criticism, though. I mean, not to like get on a soapbox, but you know, people say that Spielberg kind of lost his way after War of the Worlds or whatever. But you know, um, like if you if you if you feel that way and like you don't like you know Crystal Skull or you know you didn't care for Munich or whatever, um, like I really recommend The War Horse. It really feels like a Spielberg film. Cool. cool. Um, oddly enough, even though he was with Peter Jackson on Ten Ten, Super Eight felt like a Spielberg film too for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody was watching a lot of Spielberg for some reason, but yeah, yeah, uh, cool, yeah, I, I would like to check that out. Um, gonna like I said, we're we're, we're doing the counterclockwise thing, so we're gonna go to Mike next. What is your awesome thing this week, sir? My awesome thing, and I kind of like last episode, I kind of, my awesome thing was I was anticipating it, and now I've read it, and my awesome thing is uh, IDW's Transformers More Than Meets the Eye number one, which came out this past week, although when this episode airs, it'll probably be like up to episode, uh, issue two or issue three, but... You know, issue one was really awesome. It's exactly what I wanted for Transformers comics for for the last like exactly what basically the la the ongoing book has lacked for the last like two or three years. 
and uh, I'm really excited to, to like follow this every month. It it kind of blows my mind that we're getting like this kind of quality. It seems like we're gonna get this kind of quality storytelling every month from now on. So um, you know, my my fanboy heart is uh, straining and what do you call <laughs> beating again, and I'm I'm just happy for that. You know, it was a wonderfully dense issue to read. Like it didn't take uh it you definitely get some quality toilet time derek yeah, it, yeah I, read, I, read, I actually i i kind of thought you were gonna pick this for your your favorite thing so i actually sat down and read it before we did the podcast and um yeah there's there's a large cast of characters i was actually kind of surprised because I, I i guess maybe i wasn't paying attention or anything because like i was looking at some of the promotional posters and stuff and some of the covers but like i was kind of surprised that who who left and who stayed and stuff like that, I guess maybe because I didn't super spoil myself or anything, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, the, the only, the only thing I can see people whining about is maybe, you know, but he even says that in his little nicely written, um, you know, I guess outro that he typed up for everybody, you know, all the new readers or old readers or whatever, which I thought was pretty well written, but um, you know, just that people might make the whole, lost in space star trek voyager comparison to you know some of the hook and the premise or whatever but you know what i you know it's like he kind of is pretty upfront about that so it's 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 transformers with a lot of those different elements i kind of like the the stuff he threw in saying oh it'd be like you know justice league unlimited if uh you know steven the, the guy that you know wrote all those doctor who episodes that Justin made me just watch, so now I know who the fuck he is, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, like, that's that kind of thing where I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, you know, like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds interesting, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, so, you know. What, what I really like is, like, you know, it's it's a Transformers book, and it's got, like, you know, Rodimus and Ultra Magnus and Ratchet, but, like, equal time is given to, like, characters who have, like, never had any, like, significant story time devoted to them. Like, yeah. Chrome Dome, Whirl, Tailgate, yeah. uh, Rewind, uh, like, they all get, like, little scenes, and they seem like they're going to be important members of the cast, so you, that's really you, awesome. Uh, uh, since, since, it's, since by the time this is released it will have been been out for a long time i was just curious what do you have any speculations on what rewinds deal is i was thinking well i don't know if i want to spoil it for anyone who was i, I don't know do you guys care okay, okay. i was actually going to ask if you could give a quasi in-depth kind of story synopsis for us so i don't mind if you spoil anything for me uh, i'm kind uh, of interested. Say, spoilers ahead i don't well, care I, yeah i'd like to, to know to address what Derek is saying, uh, right before they launch, like like what it is is basically Rodimus has, uh, drift has told Rodimus of this like legend of uh, like ancient Cybertronians called the Knights of Cybertron, who like apparently had the key to restore like Cybertron to the Golden Age. So Rodimus is totally like bought into this totally and like drift is kind of it's funny like bumblebee makes a joke 
or like in the issue where like Rodimus is just given this like epic speech and Ratchet's like to Bumblebee, you know, I'm going to go with them. And Bumblebee's like, you didn't buy that speech. I mean, Rodimus didn't even write it. Drift writes all his speeches, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like Drift fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. He pretty much is using Drift as kind of like a overly religious kind of guy, sort of, that's like kind of guiding Rodimus and stuff. But, um, Anyway, in whatever case, like, Rodimus manages, like, his speech and his ideas manage to convince, like, at least a crew of, like, 200 Autobots to, like, take off with them. So, in in whatever case, what Derek is saying is, uh, right before they launch, Rewind goes and sees Swindle, and Swindle, uh, like, got some, acquired something for Rewind, and it was, like, these discs... And Swindle goes like, you know, these were hard to get. And he was like, and I can't believe like a, a like wholesome Autobot like you like wanted these discs. You're like, you've got a sicker mind than I thought. So like, you know, you're like, what the hell is Rewind up to here? You know, what the, what the hell is on this disc? What the yeah. hell is on these discs? And uh, my when speculation. He got, the, when he got the gold disc. Was he like, oh yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did look i was like it kind of look, look like a golden disc yeah yeah <laughs> it's like triple x transformers porn or something <laughs> like black arachnia and black arachnia air arachnia and rc and whatever and thunder blast <laughs> and and 20 million paradron medics and... <laughs> I don't, but in whatever case my my serious speculation for what is on the disc is um, well, Rewind is established in the issue, as he usually is, as, like, an archivist, and, like, you know, he's he's hungry for information and stuff, and he, he's recording everything. Like, early in the issue, like, Prowl and Chrome Dome are having this argument, and Prowl turns over to Rewind, and he's like, are you recording this? And Rewind's like, yeah, I gotta record everything. This could be important. It could have repercussions, man, you know? But <laughs> that was a really funny scene. But, uh, yeah. in what case... My my uh my speculation is it's like footage of like Decepticon like executions of Autobots or like ex- like like war crimes or experiments on Autobots. Yeah, I thought that, it was like, some kind of you know quote unquote yeah, torture and, porn for Transformers. Yeah, and like I, I don't I don't think Rewind's like interested in, in like the way like they show World to be, but um. Uh, like, I think he w- just wants to document it pretty much, and like he's yeah. kind of hungry for the information and stuff. Like they show think, in the do you issue. Think it might be uh, the uh, I, I hate to jump in, but I just saw this. Do you think it might be the whole uh, Garrick's Nine thing where they had could, the, the? Yeah, it could be something similar to that. Like you know, uh, Prowl still has that information he got at the end of Wreckers uh, of all the like war crimes and stuff the Autobots have perpetrated. So uh, okay. it might be something like that, but. Now, they show, like, in the issue also that Whirl is kind of a psychopath, and he's, like, into some kind of weird, like, corpse desecration. Yeah, he was, like, he was like necrophiliac former or something <laughs> it's Yeah, so it's, like, I don't see Rewind being like that, but, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens, you I know? I kind of like, I think, I think my favorite part of the issue was the, the stuff with Ultra Magnus, because basically, like, because Rodimus gives this, you know, Captain Kirk speech, and everybody's like, come on the ship with me, and everybody's like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, basically, and then it's like, basically, like, all these Autobots, you know, come on the ship and everything, and so uh, Red Alert's there, who's kind of paired 
paranoid, but basically has to let everybody on board, you know? So, you know, he's kind of like, oh, well, uh, I don't know if I should let you on and this and that and the other thing, but, you know, most of the people he ends up letting on. And so later on, they're basically, okay, Ultra Magnus, like, here's, you know, here's the, the cargo list and here's the list of all the, you know, the new uh, crew members you know, and Ultra Magnus is going down the list and he's like, yeah, that guy put in jail, that guy, I wouldn't trust him to throw him. And this guy, you know what, this guy here, like uh, he shot me in the back once or what, you know, like he's basically going down the list and he's like, and these are just the A's like, you know, you should be at the door. Like I would have kept out all the riffraff, basically. Yeah, you know? kind of like and, uh, the, the Dennis Leary bit where he's like. <clears throat> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, and, and, and then, like, there's this funny scene where it's like, it's like he, he's like, well, I wonder how you see the world, Ultra Magnus. And, like, it's a clip of, like, Ultra Magnus's vision, but he's looking at, like, Rodimus and Drift. And basically, it's like, Rodimus, uh, you know, uh, you know, brash, uh, hot headed, uh, you know, uh, you know, good motivator, you know, good leader. Uh, you know, uh, danger of, of uh, you know, causing, uh, you know, uh, you know, criminal activity or whatever. You know, it's like it's like, yeah, he he basically Rodimus is like uh, pretty strong to, uh, you know, lead us all into chaos or whatever. But like when it goes to drift, it's like former Decepticon must fight the urge to like fucking shoot him in the head on sight. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like basically like, you know, it's like if. if you know, so it's like uh, odds of returning to Decepticon, you know, uh, you know, forces like a hundred percent or whatever. You know, like just basically. yeah, it says like risk of criminal behavior like off the scale or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like you know, so it cracked me up like that whole Ultra Magnus thing. I, I think I don't know if Firmer started or not, but I remember in Ultra Magnus' spotlight, that was actually one of my favorite things. I actually really like Ultra Magnus as like Super Cop. I like that idea. Yeah, he's kind of like Judge Dreddish, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I actually did get in that. Yeah, I kind of like people have been saying like, you, what do you call? You can kind of see, uh, you can see Rodimus as kind of like Chris Pine, Captain Kirk, in like this issue almost. Like he's got that, he's got the <laughs> facial expressions for it. I'm sorry, I just saw that Rodimus were not going. No tug, no tug. Yeah, but in, um, in whatever case, it was a excellent like inaugural issue. And if if you liked Last Stand of the Wreckers, uh, what do you call? It? If you like just good Transformers comics, then definitely give it a shot. All right, cool, cool. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm very interested in that. Actually, it does sound pretty cool. I I miss good comics, especially Transformers ones. So. The fact that you pretty much in a nutshell said IDW might be getting their shit together, that's that's a very positive sign. I, I am very interested in that. Um, I will go to Derek after this, but since yours did mention Transformers, I want to kind of go into mine. This has actually been some knowledge that's been known for a while, but I don't think we've actually mentioned this here. And I kind of want to mention it because it combines one of my least favorite characters with one of my favorite characters. So I want to go ahead and do it because I've been getting more and more excited about this. I am not a big like exclusive or custom collector as far as transformers <clears throat> last one i bought was the uh head robot uh hothead modification kit for the uh, hardhead uh toy that uh, was released for the walmart exclusive onslaught figure 
And yeah, like I said, I'm not a big person as far as wanting to go for that. It's not because of the price. It's just because of value versus like, you know, do I want to pay that price? One of the ones I really kind of want to get now, though, is Shattered Glass Drift from a TF club. And I just like the idea. It's Drift, but he's in Shattered Glass and pretty much he's Deadpool. And they've even said he's going to act like Deadpool. He's going to be very irreverent. Hopefully he'll be as funny. We'll see. And he comes with a cool uh, red deco. And, yeah, I can't really go too much into it because it hasn't come out yet. I haven't got the figure in my hands. I don't know exactly how the character is going to act. But I'm kind of hyped about it. And I don't think we've really talked about it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Shattered Glass has been something that I've been really interested in. I, I really like the bot concept this year except for uh, – you can see through my skull, Magnus. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, it, it, that's just like something that really has kind of caught my eye, and I uh, you know, kind of want to get into that. I want to buy that figure, even if I had to buy, which I have not yet. Even though I am a Transformers fan, I, I actually get TF Club membership just to get Drift. So, or Shack. actually, if you, if I could, um, I would pick you up an extra one if you wanted, Tony. Uh, cool. Because <laughs> I have a membership already, so. I mean, you might as well not join just for that. Cool. We might as well talk about that after the show. Because, yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much the only reason I would get it. Because, yeah, I'm not a big Drift fan, but I, I love Deadpool. And I do, Deadpool. yeah, I was going to say, I really like the idea of, like, Shattered Glass Drift being, like, Deadpool. Because, like, it's, it's sort of like a sly commentary on, like, you know, fans, like, you know, saying that Drift is, like, overexposed and, you know, or, you know, a certain kind of character. And you're, like, they're comparing him to Deadpool, who is, like, literally overexposed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so it's kind of funny. But. Yeah. It was it was well thought out, and, and you gotta admit, Mike, the and and Brian, the deco does look pretty nice. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what you think of Drift as a character, that the Drift toy itself has always been pretty cool. And yeah, definitely, the deco looks great on them. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for the heads up, Brian. Yeah, I may definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as I know, I could be wrong. Just for anybody who's like a big enthusiast, just to give you a heads up. I don't think he comes with a giant big-ass sword. I think he comes with one of his hip swords, one of the uh, blur pistols, and then he comes with, like, the blur sniper rifle, I think. Right? Yeah, I know the sniper comes, rifle, right? Yeah, he comes with some, like, assortment of the two, like, other toys' weapons. I forgot how, what, what assortment that is, but yeah. Yeah, they kind of mix and match on that one. But, uh, yeah, yeah, if you, if you like Deadpool and you, you kind of like Drift, or if you hate Drift, He's not Drift, so hey, yeah, hell, pick it up. Um, to end the something awesome, we're going to go to our final participant in this competition of stars. <laughs> Sounded good. Uh, we're going to go to Derek. What's your something awesome this week? Uh, so uh, the my awesome thing is kind of uh, along the same lines as yours was this week, Tony. It's kind of an anticipatory thing. It was on the uh, second wave of the DC reboot but uh, specifically the uh, World's Finest comic and the Earth 2 comic. Like, I'm kind of looking forward to those. Uh, James Robinson is writing the Earth 2 comic, and uh, Paul Levitz and George Perez are working on the Earth or the, the World's Finest comic, and that's going to be Power Girl and Huntress. So I'm kind of looking forward to those when they eventually come out. Yeah, I'll back Derek up on that. Like one of the things that really disappointed me with the reboot was the lack of Justice Society people. I mean, aside from Mr. Terrific, 
Mr. Terrific's book, which I have not checked out, but I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan of the Justice Society and all the characters who were associated with it. So the fact that DC is going to bring them back and you know go back to Earth Two is really exciting. Like I'm really looking forward to see like what I'm interested in is like what kind of combinations of characters we're going to get. Like are we going to get like Our Man One? Are we going to get Our Man Two? Or you know are we going to see people like Star Girl? Or are we going to see Star Man? Or you know like that's that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I, I really like the Golden Age Elseworlds that James Robinson wrote, so I, I kind of have a lot of faith yeah. that he's going to, you know, handle the characters well and stuff like that. I, I, I'm mostly there, – there's a couple things that he's written that I kind of wasn't a big fan of. Like he, he wrote like the second half of that Heroes, uh, Heroes Reborn cap or whatever, which I didn't think – you know, obviously the first half wasn't that great either. <laughs> So it's not like he had a lot to work with, but, uh, you know, but for the most part, like I pretty much enjoy most of the work he's done. So, Yeah. I, th- I think I mentioned actually a couple of weeks back when we were talking about the DC uh, relaunch, if, uh, there was a JSA team. So that does my heart good to know that they're coming back. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that pretty much, uh, finishes up our something awesome this week. I'll go ahead and ask, did we get any emails this week or just, yes, just, maybe? just the, uh, loads on the stomach emails. <laughs> the best kind of email. Honkai on karaoke sluts. If we've offended you, send all your angry emails. To... Um, hey, spam's a part of life. That's what we're making fun of, just in case you're wondering. Uh, just let you know, though, we do like real people to actually hit us up on our Twitter and our Facebook accounts. We also, of course, have the uh, Fanholes Podcast email, fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have been pimping uh, Derek's uh, History of Comics on Film as well as my little side project I'm working on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, probably by the time this comes out, there'll probably be uh, four new videos. Uh, check out Superman Musical, uh, Archie and Sabrina Surprise Package, um, Super Friends, All New Super Friends Hour, and... Um, the Archie Surprise Variety Musical, whatever the fuck it's called. So, anyway, there, there's going to be some new videos, so go check it out. It's been rolling along. Uh, again, guys, I don't know if you've checked it out. I, if you're a fan holds regular and just haven't got anything else, History of Comics on Film is really good. It's it's entertaining, but also you get a lot of good information. You actually learn some stuff, and it's done in a way where... You don't get bored because he has some good jokes in there and he actually makes some good points. So definitely check out uh, History of Comics on Film. Uh, Justin, do you have any idea if there's going to be any new retroviruses or pretty good right now? The first installment of the Tarzan blog uh, was released this week. And uh, the second <laughs> installment should be out this coming week. But you know, by the time you hear this, it'll all be out. So you know, check it out anyway if you haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like... Uh, we do get kind of head on the fan holes podcast, but we do like to make sure everybody knows that we do the side projects we do have going are always going. <clears throat> I like said, I have a couple of projects, but they have not progressed too much further than they already have. So no need to uh, plug those until they're uh, more in the completed state. Uh, as always, we do appreciate feedback. I've already told you about Twitter, Facebook and all that good stuff. So send us some uh, emails and stuff. Let us know what you're thinking of. We always like a little bit of uh, response to let us know if we're doing good, we're doing shitty, or you think of a good topic. Again, topics are a little tricky. We may not always use them, but hey, if you pick a good one, you may see your topic on the Fan Holes podcast. 
I think that's about all I can think of this week. I would like to say, as far as everybody goes, I appreciate everybody doing the uh, fan holes dare this time. We do have some more dares coming up. We've already done food. We've done uh, TV shows. So you never know what we might dare each other to do next. Nothing like that. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was a very fun show. Until the next podcast, I remain Tony Chainclaw. Hey, this was Brian Breakdown. This is Derek, Derek WC. Mike Thunderwing. Justin Goodrock. All right, guys, we'll see you on the Fan Holes Podcast. Brian, take us out, sir. Peace. Oh, my. Liar part then, damn it. <laughs> Good stuff. <clears throat> that was, that was a fun one. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you remember the show we just did? It was pretty good. <laughs> I remember the first, like, 45 <laughs> Like, yeah, around at some point, I got replaced by a duplicate. I wanted to go back and show... <clears throat> Pompadour, the fucking stars, okay? <laughs> Shit wasn't working. Just get new TARDIS and show her the Big Dipper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we like, Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs>